Yeah. I'm back, bitch. YSP. It's safe to say, it ain't safe to say. But I'm about to say a whole lot. I'm gonna start by saying this though. Uh, it's too dirty to play it safe. But I want to ask both of you, what you, what do you guys think? Because I have my own thoughts. But what do you guys think in terms of be the first sport to come back um, and the first sort of domino to fall as it relates to, to that industry? Is it going to be basketball? Is it going to be baseball? And what sort of format do you guys envision that coming in at? Um. I can I can speak on that, but before I speak on, I also wanted to just highlight that the fact I want to highlight Tay real quick. Yes, sir. Shout out to the, that boy Tay because in 2017 you averaged 20.58 yards per carry. Whew. In 2017, he led the he led his school in the most touchdowns that year for 11 touchdowns for the year. Oh, um, dang! How many how many games you play that year, Tay? 11. You probably scored a touchdown again. Touchdown machine. Yeah. <laughs> Touchdown machine, man. Come in, on. In 2017, he averaged 823 yards, breaking the record for the most yards at his college in Concordia. Yes, sir. Love it. Love and it. And he also had to, with 47 receptions for the year. Hey. Mm, Multi-facet back. In and out. And, you know, run the ball and catch it. I love it. <laughs> that I mean, that's a shout-out, man. I mean, Tay, what are you seeing out there on the football side right now, man? What do you think – if you if you were a if you were an executive with one of these billion dollar you know organizations, how would you be looking at 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 you know your next investment, which is essentially player selection? What would you be what would you be looking for? Would you be looking for a guy that's that's been you know out of school for a long time? I mean, what what's your what would be because really right now it's unprecedented times. They've always had a combine. They've always had some sort of one on one interview with the guys in person. None of that's happening. In a couple of weeks from now, they're going to call the Rams. Are going to draft someone. The Lions are going to draft someone. They haven't been in that person's presence for a long time. They have no idea what the hell they've been up to. How would what what do you think is going to happen? I'm really well, I know from a business perspective. Um, a lot of these teams. Uh, they're kind of going after the management of the player. So maybe the, the agent or whoever is representing him, they're really reaching out to those people or maybe people that have a close relationship to the player to try to get as much information on them as they can. Uh, if they don't, if they haven't already acquired, uh, the amount of info that they need in order to select them or, or, or what have you. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think it is, it is tough though. It, it is going to be a, a tough decision to make uh, for the, the management of the teams or the ownership of the team. You know, we're definitely living in some, some different times now. I think they were able to hold the combine this year. Uh, it was a lot of uh, pro days that were canceled. That's what it was. You're right. You're right. Yeah. My bad on that. You're right. They oh, did have the combine, but no pro days. You good, man. My pro day actually got canceled. So I had it, – it, a lot of them are getting rescheduled or whatnot. But, but the thing is, is that uh, by the time that everything is back, you know, running to normal and, and 
the lockdown is taking off. Like the draft is going to already been happening. Uh, you know, it's going to if the lockdown or you know uh, is uplifted. Uh, how fast are they going to transition into training camp and OTAs and things of that sort? Uh, you know, so it's a lot of things that's going to go into because there's a lot of players that didn't get to go to their pro day that get picked up after the draft. Like a lot oh, of absolutely, yeah, a lot of people don't, a lot of fans don't know that there are a lot of free agents and, and, and contracts that are signed after the draft. Uh, a ton of a ton of players, right? Tay? I mean, I, I, I know a couple, um, couple friends of mine, very close friend of mine whose who's family or brothers have been in the league or in the league right now um, that I've got relationships with. And, and there are guys that we know that played with them that uh, that got picked up on as free agents, you know, um, that weren't drafted, that weren't in one of the seven rounds, that are on a team right now playing. Um, it's a huge piece to the of NFL that a lot of people don't understand because there's so many um, – positions that that the teams can carry going into that going into camp like it's 90 plus roster spots for, for really for a 53-man roster um now there's that obviously the practice squad went on too but you're not only auditioning for that you get you think on that now you've got other options to get you know navigated through and, and even in, in that circle so there's no question about that it's a huge piece of it right right yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Uh, as far as the sport that I think is going to come back, I, I was thinking baseball maybe. Baseball being the first and then maybe followed by football just because it's going to be around that time where, I, you know, it, it seems to me that it's going to be uh, this whole COVID-19 uh, pandemic may start to slow down a little bit or, I think it's going to take a while for it to go away completely, uh, but it's definitely going to get to a point where people are getting getting out. You know, I think people are going to get tired of staying in the crib all day and, you know, being subjected to being inside. You know, it's going to come a time where people don't want to get out. So, especially when that weather gets better, right? When right. that weather gets better, man, you don't want to be. There's parts of this country. You know, Cali, like I said, L.A., 30, 20, 280, 300 plus days a year, it's sunny. I know Michigan, for example, it's not like that. You know, you got to have four seasons. And, and, and it's, that's what makes it such a beautiful state and such, you know, great people. Um, but, you know, you're, I think you could be right. So you don't, so, so you don't think – no, you think the NBA season is over. And yeah, you think, I, yeah, I think it's good. Well, hold on a second. Before we get into the why, you also think that uh, Major League Soccer – is over for the year potentially as well. And I don't mean to like put you out there like that, but you did go with baseball and I get yeah. that. And I actually agree with you on that. But um, what about the other ones like major league soccer or, or baseball or, or, or excuse me, major league soccer, NBA, golf, mm -hmm. NASCAR. What do you think about all those? Golf and NASCAR were the ones that I was going to actually pick to come back. If NASCAR wasn't already still going, um, I wasn't sure about how those schedules work, though, but I was going to guess golf would come back with no audience, possibly. And then yeah. I was going to go with baseball or whatnot. But I didn't think about so – I didn't consider soccer. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, yeah, I mean, 
Is it really a sport? I mean, you don't. Know. <laughs> uh, yes, kind of looked at out it. Out the, the country, out the country. I've always said it was a third world primitive country sport. But hey, yeah. call me an asshole. I don't fucking know. But I tell you this. <laughs> I know our best athletes don't fuck with it. So I don't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't fuck with it. Okay, and I don't fuck with it. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I can speak a little down soon now. Don't get me wrong. I just I'm kind of not into it. But yeah, I'll tell you out, this. Shout out to all the soccer players out there. Yeah, shout out. Pele, Landon Donovan, what's up? We got you. We got you. Um, but no, it's not no disrespect to soccer. It's a great sport. And, you know, it is interesting because it is it is growing as a sport in America. And it, it would be their time of season, you know. And, um, you know, we have two teams here in L.A., you know, the Galaxy. And LAFC and LAFC being the other. So, you know, we got that here too. So it's interesting. Um, I, I, I actually was thinking baseball, but you know, golf's an interesting one because it's sort of a hybrid, right? Like they could play that sport on TV without a gallery, but if you want to go major sports, whether it's NBA, baseball, hockey, or football, Baseball seems to me to kind of logistically be one that they could possibly do. And they floated some ideas, you know, baseball has that spring training every year. That's, that's essentially a month long in the warm climates. You know, they've got in Florida, spring training in Florida and spring training in Arizona. And uh, they were talking about instead of having a national league or an American league, that they would just have the teams that have their various um, ballparks in either Arizona or or Florida um, compete against each other. So that would be something that we've never seen. Even in baseball, like 9-11, World War II, there was a stoppage in baseball for World War II. A lot of people don't know. You know, there were, you know, Jackie Robinson and others left in, in for a period of time and we were in the war. So there's like a gap in some of those statistics. But other than that, they played. Um, and so – Jackie Robinson state, went into the war? I didn't know that. I knew there was a stoppage. I didn't know he like he he went yeah. to the. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Call call me. You know, shout out to Jackie Robinson, the color barrier <laughs> Jackie. Man from Pasadena, L.A. It all comes back, boys and girls. It all comes back <laughs> to Los Angeles in some way, and I don't know why people just hate on us so much, but it's Ooh. true. And now everybody gets the lot the lot lot louder barks in other parts of the country. We got bigger bites. Now, you may have a bark in other parts, but we got bigger bites. The, the point is of the whole thing, back to the baseball thing, is, you know, I think, Tay, you could be right about it. It just fundamentally seems to make more sense. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know, your, 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 you know, as it relates to those ballparks and those venues, they'll have to quarantine staff members, but I think they can do it. A lot of players, especially the higher-paid players, typically have off-season homes in Florida or Arizona, depending on if they're or where their organization has their their headquarters for spring training. So, like, if you're a Yankees fan, they're in Tampa, and a lot of the big players that play for them that have big contracts live in Tampa in the offseason. Same in, you know, if you're a Dodger fan, it's, it's, it's in Arizona. So, um, you know, it would make sense. Those players could live at home where we know they're already quarantined and come to the ballpark and play and then go home to their respective homes um, where the, you know, the quarantine and then those that are in the dugouts and that are involved in the day-to-day operations would then obviously be quarantined, whether it's a bat boy, ball boy, 
um, you know, people that wash the, the laundry or the, you know, the uniforms and that sort of thing, chalk the lines. It, it just seems to fundamentally be able to be put together. Um, you know, baseball being one of those history sports as it relates to just national pastime plays another aspect of the whole perspective. You know, if you go back to 9-11, for those that, you know, remember 9-11 baseball came back. Granted, it was the middle of baseball season. Um, but if you recall, 9-11 actually occurred the day after uh, the first Monday night football game to start the NFL season. And um, NFL took a little bit, I want to say, like a week off, if I'm not mistaken, and then they came back. But the point is, um, I think baseball has it. I'm, I'm interested to know why both of you don't think NBA, and, and I know Tay had mentioned that he doesn't think NBA is coming back. Um, Drew, do you think it's coming back? But I want to know why. Before you answer that, I want to know why Tay thinks that. But before we go to Tay, just tell me, Drew, do you think NBA is coming back or not? I don't think it's going to come back. Um, for the simple fact of and and the more I said I used to say that with confidence now I'm starting to say that like with a sad because I wish I really do want it to come back I want to be wrong but I feel like we're not going to be far enough as far as flattening this curve that they're saying for it to come back and to make sense as far as the timeline of sports goes because Mm -hmm. when if they were to come back we're going to be in mid playoff mode and it's like we were saying earlier, who's in shape? Who's going to, like, what's the team chemistry going to be at a time where it's usually clicking at an all-time high? I would like to see it back. If it does come back, I think it's going to be formatted in a different way. I don't think we're going to get no seven-game series. I don't know what it would be. But I personally don't think we'll get an NBA season. I think they'll end up chalking it up to the dust and we'll have to kind of just put an asterisk over this year. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, what about Tay? What do you think, real quick? And then I'm gonna, if you guys allow me the forum to talk uh, on it, I'd love to get my sentence on it too. Yeah, man, of course. But yeah, I was, I was basically agreeing with Drew. I, I think uh, we had brought this out on a, a few podcasts ago uh, about the timeline and how sports has its own specific time uh, in the year. And how, you know, you don't want that to roll over into another sport uh, timeline because it's going to mess up with business and and, uh, contract, TV contracts and whatnot. Uh, So I think that's probably one of my main reasons uh, why I think it won't come back. Uh, And I don't think that we're going to be all the way through or um, uplifted from this coronavirus by the time that uh, it would be for playoffs to start or, or playoffs to, to be going. So, I mean, my, my thing is this. How about this, right? I agree with you guys on, as it relates to the, very, the sports and the time of season. But, you know, the NBA, for example, um, you know, is an interesting argument. You could see it on both sides, right? So definitely makes sense as it relates to the COVID and makes sense that, you know, in terms of a timing, it's like, guys, it's going to take a month at least for guys to get back into shape. You know, there's been guys that haven't even shot a basketball. But on the flip side of that, there's been a position on the business aspect of the NBA. The ratings have been way down this year and in, in, in a lot of markets, like big time, big time. Now, some would say, well, you know, the season's too long. Some would say, and, and I'm not one of them because I think this has been a very competitive year. 
someone said, oh, it's down because there's not an elite team. Um, you know, like, a, like a, you know, how the Warriors have had a run the last five years of going to the finals. And that, you know, that brings that, that hate-love relationship and makes people tune in, right? Um, but the ratings are just down, period, in my opinion. They're just down. And a lot of it has to do with the competition. The season runs from October now which the leaves are changing. I'm now like rolled up NFL week eight, like let's roll baby halfway through the season. You know, we're like knee deep in it at my house. Like I'm like, and I'm a big NBA fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm a season. We watching football. Oh yeah. I mean, we're watching football on the ticket and we're flip, we're taping the basketball and we're watching that later because this is like, there's 16, 17 weeks of just, full throttle and then the playoffs you know and I'm, I, we could talk about this later because what we've also seen the nfl's made some changes this year the playoffs now change another team involved there's all kinds of various things to to, to add and the nba nfl is a great sport but that's their time they get they, they're 16 games i tell my wife i tell everybody like it's six it's, it's four months it's 16 weeks it's it's in you know half the teams are done in week eight because they're just so shitty you know what i mean and, and you know they just are and and shout out to those guys on those teams they're grinding every day they're just not able to make it click and they're still working hard and they go all the way through the season putting their lives on the line and their health to get through it it's such a great sport but back to the nba they're competing with that they start in october november december well now it's december every week of the nfl past you know, mid-October is just, you know, must-see TV because it's just it just gets so tight down the line. Now you got the weather elements. And you're now playing a team for a second time. There's injuries. About, I mean, there's just so many variable factors, and it just gets better as the season goes on and how they structure it. Um, so, so the end is you you get to Christmas Day, and you're going to get the Christmas games, the five games with the, you know, a lot of the five games with probably eight, six to eight of the top teams in the league, right, of the ten teams playing in those five games. And, and you know, the next day or whatever, that Sunday, you got the last week of NFL, you know, and then you're going to the NFL playoffs. And NBA is still, you know, I don't want to say second fiddle, but it's not, you know, they're just sort of ramping up their season. They're like 30, 40 games into it. And, I'm like I said, I'm watching every game. Don't get me wrong. I'm watching every basketball game. I have the, the all the packages at my house. So I'm watching – I'm watching it all, um, but at the end of the day, the average fan's not because there's only so many times it can do it. You know, I live a different life. I grind my ass off for 12, 13, 14 hours a day, and I come home, I watch the game that I take. I'll fast through the commercials, you know, or whatever. I'm watching every piece of it because I will. And then on the weekends, I'm watching the NFL. I'm structuring my life, and the games come out early. It's a 1 o'clock start East Coast. We're, start, we're watching games from 10 in the morning to 8 o'clock at night. I mean, literally all day, and then you flip over to the other. The point is, there's been a, a, some talk prior to COVID um, that, or in some cases, some people call it Rona. There's, <laughs> um, you know, there's been some talk that part of that rating is lacking due to the competition that they have with football, um, professional football, college football the bowl games around the holidays, the NFL playoffs, and that most people aren't really pivoting, um, you know, to the NBA. So there's been some talk in this, again, prior to COVID, that how do you boost ratings? You know, maybe you change the schedule up. Instead of having it start in October, you have it start 
push it back 60 days, have it the first game start on Christmas, right? And then have the playoffs then the season end in June and the playoffs go, you know, in, or have the playoff, you have the season end in mid to late May, early June and have the playoffs go from June to, you know, late July, early August, have your championship then and then your summer league and you go right on into football. Right. So, because there's a that's dead place. There's a huh? dead place right there. There's a dead – well, I mean, you now you're going to talk to some baseball fans. Well, yeah, you know, because that's baseball. But, <laughs> but you're still respecting baseball, ba- baseball's real true run, which is, is September for the pennant race as it relates to the, the division champions and the playoff wild card, and then, of course, the playoffs in October. So the reality of it is you're not really engaging on baseball. You are to a little bit, but not really because baseball is just kind of getting up and going. Um, at that time, and footballs and basketball, still giving that respect to football because they're coming up and up and getting into their playoff mode, and they're just starting right now. So, in that scenario, I just based it on there is a possibility that the NBA, in my mind, could still come back in a limited capacity. It could be where, um, because again, it goes back to the business side. They're going to try to figure out whatever they can because the NBA, as a as a league, gets money from the television contracts, those television contracts are so lucrative because the companies that are paying for that airtime is paying those television companies a lot of money for that. That's what they want to make sure that the players can get their salaries and whatnot, that they're going to do everything they can do to do it. Now, there's been some talk about, you know, going to Vegas and, and getting, if you've, anyone that's ever been to Vegas, shout out to Vegas is the bomb. I highly suggest going there. Ooh, buddy. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We all know the monic- We all know the, the moniker. We all know the statement. But if you haven't been there, you don't know truly what that means unless you've been there. The point is, <laughs> the point is, you put them there, you isolate them, and you do. You could do a tournament. Um, there's also been some talk that, depending on how fast we can get out of this, maybe they turn around and and and, and start loosening it up in, a, in the middle part of May where guys get from the middle of May to the middle of June to, to get working at their local practice facilities. You get kind of everybody back in their local cities, have them train for a month. The season only had 15, 18 games max. Maybe you say we'll play 10 regular season games. That'll enable those teams that are shitty to, to still play <clears throat> those players to get a paycheck. And then those games will all be televised, right? Um, and then they just pivot into the playoffs. And the playoffs would not be, you know, the, what we used to be seeing them where their, you know, home court advantage is a huge factor. You could either do that in a Vegas-style environment. You could do it at the team's practice facilities because I believe at that point guys could fly charter potentially. And if it's too outrageous and everyone's like, oh, no, that's too outrageous – you could scale that back into a Vegas scene, scene where you, you get a few hotels um, where they play these college tournaments anyway, and you play these games and settings on a neutral court, um, and you do a three out of five playoff scenario in a neutral court. I think that's definitely a possibility. And, and people say, well, how do you quarantine the team? Well, you quarantine them in the hotels. How do you quarantine the the people that work at the hotels or the people that are providing the infrastructure for meals for these guys and these teams as they're hunkered down in these hotels. Um, I say those people could be in quarantine as well. If you've got an 11 million plus people in unemployment 
somebody out there is going to want a job and to be involved in the NBA and say, hey, I'll, I'll quarantine myself for two months and get paid something handsomely to to help provide services for this league to go on for other Americans to look at um, as a way, as a company, as a country, as an economy coming back just in that piece alone. Those are big dollars flowing between the commercials, the business that the owners of, of those franchises in the NBA, the player salaries, the, the players who make these lucrative contracts, the jobs they provide, and the trickle-down economics from all of those levels that we just talked about. I want to be a part of that. I'll volunteer. I'm unemployed from a restaurant, and I'll go quarantine myself. I think you could get thousands of people to sign up under that scenario and if you know anything about Vegas, most of the hotels, you know, the, the people that own Caesars owns about 12 hotels. So you could then backfill that, you know, where there's room being rented for that by these companies providing the services. So I think there could be a whole economic engine right through the whole thing. Now, I'm not saying it's possible and it's going to happen, but I don't know if it, that door is necessarily shut so easily because of what I said about those ratings. And you may actually see the NBA use it as an example to re-pivot its business model and say, hey, we're gonna play here. People say, well, it's gonna fuck up the next season. Well, no, it's not, because they could potentially move the whole schedule to a December, late May, June, and just mirror it for next year and moving on and watch the ratings skyrocket. And I think there's some there's some potential to that, just like those businesses on the real estate side that you know pivoted for whatever reason because of COVID, these guys do the same thing. Um, they pivot their whole business model to potentially create that product for all of us to consume. What do you guys think about on that tip? Do you guys think that the NBA could potentially do that now that I said that, or are you just still convinced the other way? I just feel like you gave us some insider trading information. (laughs) (laughs) For real. That's, uh, man, I ain't never considered that. I think, but I think it's real um, lucrative. I think it's possible. If you want to handle it like that. I like that Vegas idea, especially like you were saying, how they own a bunch of franchises. So it's not like you're keeping – I'm picturing everybody all in one casino. But, no, you can – No, actually- no. I mean, you know, think about it. Caesars owns a bunch of hotels. The Harris Hotel owns a bunch of hotels in Vegas. And so – and outside. I mean, you could do it in theory. And I think you could get people that would sign up that are unemployed right now that have been laid off or furloughed saying, yeah, you know what, I'll go make some money for two months right now. I need to feed my family or I want to be involved in, in that sort of. Do you path. think the players will be down to do that to quarantine for two months away from family? I mean, look at the end of the day, I think there will be players that would do it. I think the guys that make more money and that are fiscally sound with their money might not be as into it, but I think there's guys out there that may not have the saving mechanisms that others have or make as much money as the other guys do that would be down to it. That just want to fall. I think there's that want to hoop. I think there's other guys that are going to try to bitch out over it, mm. uh, you know, because of that reason. But to me, it's like, then, then you're not going to get paid and you shouldn't get your salary because at the end of the day, if there's a mechanism for you to provide this entertainment to the American people that get our minds into something of some norm, normal life and, and see some cheering and some positivity then you know you're just kind of a buster anyway in my mind like why wouldn't you want to hoop if there's a way to do it yeah plus you just spent two months with your family and two to three months with your family so it's like yeah don't be a buster and you know no i mean why are you punking out man you you don't want to you mean first of all you you know we love as a as a society 
to embrace your craft, whether we like you or we don't like you as a player or a team, you were consuming you as a product, as America. You're only famous because we made you famous. We only make your brand the way it is because we consume your brand. Give us your brand, man. We as a country right now need that stuff. You know, across the line, whatever sport it's in, we want that brand. We've consumed it forever. That's why you're way up there making all that money. And it's, you know, we like what you have to do. There's people that hate what you do, but it would be positive for all of us to be able to embrace that brand. That's why we're all talking about it. So for you to just say, ah, I don't want to do it because I don't want to be away from family or I don't want to be this, that, whatever. If the, the mechanism was set up for you to be in a safe environment, um, it's already been proved there's other players that have had it and made it and moved on that didn't die. Um, there's a lot of them. Marcus Smart, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Um, uh, Woods on the on the Pistons. Shout out to Michigan again to my boy up there. You know he had it, so you know I, I don't like it, man. I think that's just being a bitch at that point. Like, boy, boy LeBron you know. already said he ain't playing with no fans in the stands. Oh, okay, well there you go. I didn't want to call people names out, but there's one right there. That I've always said. He ain't trying to do nothing. I know Kawhi Leonard will play. Yes, sir. I know he'll play right now. I know James Harden and Russell Westbrook will play right now. Yes, sir. I'll tell you right now. Shout out to Big Russ, too. Big Russ has given the city a lot of dollars. And, you know, Russell Russell Westbrook is, is, is a is a good-hearted person and, you know, comes from the hood. And, and, you know, DeMar DeRozan's done the same thing. These guys have given money back. And a lot of people have. But, you know, I know those boys will play right now. I know James Harden will play right now. I know Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will play right now. I know Patrick Beverly would play right now. I know there's guys out there that would play. Chris Paul would play, and I'm not a Chris Paul guy at all. I think Chris Paul would play. Maybe not, though, because he's part of that LeBron crew that's a whole, like, weird little weird. I know, he, I know, Dame, I know Dame Dollar would play. I know Damian Lillard would play right now. Yes, sir. Right now, for sure. Yeah, yeah there's some dogs in the NBA. There's some real dogs, for sure. Yeah, yeah but I also know there's – I know baseball players that would be down to play too. So it's like, if you're if you're saying like to me, LeBron say that is such a bitch LeBron move to say that. <laughs> is, I don't want to play because there's no fans. Really, dude. Really, say that to the ten year old kid that just bought your fucking shoes for two hundred and fifty dollars. His parents got it for Christmas. Or the kid who bought your Lakers jersey or watched your podcast. <laughs> I mean, how do you tell a kid that? Because I can't see. I mean. To me, mind, that's, mind you, when they asked him that question, <laughs> I've already backpedaled off that now. Yeah, so he did. Yeah, and the NBA was still going around, and we were kind of like, "What? Like NBA? No fans?" It was like so he he didn't with that response just to give him some leeway. But yeah, okay, whatever. Hey, we slander he LeBron. Gets over a here. Backpedal. Remember, LeBron's about LeBron's brand more than he's about the game itself. Don't get it twisted. Don't Ooh. get it twisted. He's already won this champion. He's not. He never had that alpha. His motivation isn't the Mamba, Kobe mentality. That's not him. Kobe just wanted to win. Kobe didn't give a shit about anything off the court, and that's real talk. Go look at him. Did he ever have commercials? Did he ever have anything of substance that any of, of the other guys had as it related to a brand? Some of that had to do with his case and, 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 and his settlement and all that, but a lot of that also, none of it really in my mind had anything because he was like that before. He wasn't about that. He was about the winning. He was all about when him and Shaq broke up, and even his makeup before that, Shaq came out and said it, that 
him and Kobe had beef because Kobe didn't have the right way to communicate to him to say, why aren't you working as hard as me? What he, Kobe didn't understand at the time is Shaq didn't have to work as hard as him because Shaq was by himself. Like in terms of just such an elite great player, no one could guard him. But as Shaq got older in his career, he broke down. But if he would have worked out the way Kobe told him to, he would have played probably another seven, eight, nine, ten years, not another mm. four or five at an elite level, like balling out. Like, so that was the whole thing. Kobe just want to win. LeBron and other others are more about the image and the off the court and all that other stuff. And if you don't believe me, then you're just crazy. You, you just look at the dog and Kobe and the alpha and Kobe. I mean, Kobe made players around him that were like medium of the road players into players that could go up against elite players. And what, what would tell me that would be the second back-to-back one against the Celtics. That was Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. I mean, those guys were really good. Paul Pierce, really good. Shout out to Paul Pierce. I remember Miller. watching that final series at your house. Come on now. Yes, Come on, we watched it. And you know Kobe got out of guys like Devin George and fucking Paul <laughs> Paul and, you know, guys like that. Something he never will. Um, Andrew Meta Bynum. World Peace. <laughs> you know, Meta World Peace at the end of his career. Guys that that he was able to elevate to another level that outshined those elite players on Boston that I just referenced. So, you know, tell me a team that LeBron did that with, and that's fine. In in you know, he was surrounded by stars. I mean, you know, even when they came back against the Warriors in that year, um, that took a Draymond Green suspension. That took, on top of that, um, Let's not forget Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. People say, oh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love was a 28 and 14 guy when he came to Cleveland. He changed his entire game because LeBron told him and had it was his show and he had to do all this. So Kevin Love sacrificed and took it. They had three elite players on that team. Kobe didn't have any other elite players on that team that beat Boston the second time. Being in 2010. Remember, they lost to Boston in 08. They beat them in 2010. The point mm-hmm. of that is. Kobe didn't have any stars on that team. You wouldn't say Powell was a star? No. no. People will say he is because Kobe elevated him to that point. That's Powell's fair. Not going to, Powell's not, Powell's not, Powell's not, Powell is not a Kevin Garnett type player. Powell, to me, um, Powell wasn't even a Kevin Love type player. I mean, people would say, ah, oh, all better than Kevin Love. I don't know about that. Kevin Love at one point in his career was a double-double 2014 guy for a consistent period of time. Yeah, he was nasty. Does Pal does is Pal gonna get the jersey retired? I mean, my whole thing is I don't know if he gets a jersey retired or not. The point of the matter is Kobe elevates guys. LeBron, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I'm not surprised that LeBron said that when he said it. I think he feels that today. He backtracked off that layer, saying, "Well, maybe we could do it." You know, when guys say shit like that, then this just shows what kind of selfish player he is. He's fucking over the guy who makes the minimum minimum amount, right? LeBron comes out and says, oh, I'm not playing in front of no crowd. I'm not playing. We have a fucker. You're making $35 million a year. You, you, you're making a shit ton of money. What about the guy that's making 600000 That's the number 12 guy on 15 guy on the roster. Mm-hmm. Saying, man, I really wish he wouldn't have said that. I want to try to figure out a way to play. I want to make money. And, or, or, or even the guy that just wants the ball. Like, really- not like LeBron has a lot of – they, they, he carries a lot of weight. Like apparently, for some reason, he should be yeah. just another player. I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand another player that won three rings. Like, well, okay, There's a lot of guys that won three rings, four rings. Hey, he's won three, right? Yeah, he's President LeBron. 
He's won three. There's a lot of players that won three rings. There's a lot of Robert Ory won seven, eight, nine. I think he may have even won ten. I mean, he made Robert Ory win a gang of rings. So, but anyway, the point is he does carry a lot of weight for some odd there, reason. He should got five rings, though. <laughs> right, but we know he does because of the marketing and the global side of it. But for him to say some crap like that, whether it was two weeks ago, now, a month ago, I think that's just really selfish and not thinking about the other people. And that's, again, being a good teammate, you would think about the other people. I don't know. What do you feel – how you feel about the current standings in the NBA? So, do you remember how they left off? And how do you feel about where the Clippers were going towards well, the, I mean, I think the at season? At the end of the day, I mean, I think they were just getting ready to gel. The Clippers were just getting ready to, to roll. I mean, we'd only played a full roster at, you know, 10, 15, 12, 15 games, meaning everybody healthy. <clears throat> and, yeah, the Lakers had just beat the Clippers, but – and Clippers did not play a great game that that day. They had, you know, some turnovers. And those aren't excuses. The Lakers won more in that game. I think in a seven-game series, it'd be very difficult to beat the Clippers in the roster. The moves they made, you know, they had just signed um, Joakim Noah, who, you know, yeah, he's on the backside of his career, but he's more size and up front and more rebounding and more toughness. And, and if we all recall, um, him and LeBron don't like each other. You go back to when mm-hmm. – you Chicago days and they didn't like each other and that brings a whole another element to it do you regret anything that you said about Cleveland not at all you like it you think Cleveland's cool I mean I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation I mean, what's so good about Cleveland I think the Clippers others are better than the Lakers others and I think at the end of the day when you cancel out um, the stars, the Kawhis and the Paul Georges and the Lakers and the Anthony Davises, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, um, and others, just a better supporting cast in a seven-game series. We all know in the playoffs, the stars play and, and the others are what win, meaning, you know, the stars play the game and they're going to get their numbers, but the others are what win the game. I mean, if you look at any series of teams that win the championship, the stars typically show up and there'll be guys in various games that step up Miami when they won their championships. I re- totally remember, you know, Birdman, Mike Miller, you know, and then the Birdman, remember that, that, that one guy that with the Mohawk and that guy and, and, yeah. and, and Chris Mario Chalmers. <laughs> each one of them having a, one of an impactful games or sometimes in multiple cases to get them there. The Lakers we talked about earlier in that championship run, you know, um, the always it's the, the others that step up, you know, even in the Warriors, you know, whether it's, you know, Sean Livingston or Iguodala, you know, those guys would, would have a game or two or, or, or Fred Van Vleek, Fred um, Van Vleek last year, you know, um, and, and Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Where the big boys, the guys are making the big monies, the, 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 you know, the Kawhi obviously showed up, the Gasol and Lowry showed up. So every year, the others, you know, so I just think the Clippers others, but you know, on the in the East, I thought Milwaukee's roster was really formidable, man. I thought their bench and their others were really, really well put together too. Um, I think I don't know if they had enough in the face-up game um, as it relates to Middleton and Bledsoe um, in a seven-game series, or would be as good as what the West could bring them. Um, right. But but. You know, Milwaukee was right there, too. And don't get me wrong, the Lakers are one of the best teams in the league. It's just in a seven-game series, you know, I don't think those others, because LeBron's not one of those ones that can lift those guys to the level 
like a Kobe can or these other guys can, I don't think they were going to be able to do that with the way their roster was, was configured. I was going to say, though, but as a native Angelino, are you proud to see your two teams in the, in the top two? Yeah, those are the top. Those are definitely the top two teams. Those, are, those two definitely are the top two teams um, in the West. Houston went for their little move on, on trying to get that small lineup, and that's just fool's gold. I mean, that's not winning, that's not winning anything. I mean, you may win a few games here or there, but that, that I mean, and again, shout out to Harden and Westbrook. They're two of the best players in the league, but there's, when you're playing guys that are, you know, six foot six, six foot seven, that's just, it's, you're not beating a team like Lakers or the Clippers that can bring size and versatility. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not happening. But I will say this: coming out of this break, if they do get to play, I absolutely think the Clippers are going to come out with a bang. And I say that because they've had the opportunity to get those gyms built by Ballmer, who was way ahead of the curve on all that. But in the same token, Kawhi was playing at an elite level right before this happened. He had no time in between the finals and the, the new season to even rest or do anything. So he's been resting his knees and resting everything. Paul George, same token. Paul George had surgery on both shoulders and was just now starting to get into his. Those guys are, have rest now. They've, they've healed. And I know they're working out every day. Doc Rivers said it. They're working out daily, sometimes multiple. You know Kawhi. You know, what, what a lot of people don't understand is how close Kawhi and Kobe were. Very, very close. I mean, to the point where they bonded – uh, Kawhi was working out with them in the offseason, even when Kobe was still in the league. They were talking almost um, daily, um, certainly weekly. Um, and when, when, when Kawhi we just won the championship with Toronto, the first person he called was Kobe. And, you know, they had an enormous bond. You know, there's, there's a certain thing about why those L.A. players have that, that you know, that kill of them, that hardened Westbrook, Kawhi, Paul George, to a certain extent, DeRozan. I mean, all those guys, they all have that killer because they all grew up watching Kobe play. And Kobe's an alpha. Kobe's a dog. He would just – he was the best – you know, the most motivated, hardworking guy at his craft. And, and that's what's so motivating across so many lines is that you don't have to be a professional athlete to grind the way he did. Find your craft that you like and grind on it, and you can be him no matter what it is. That's what was so inspirational. The whole point is – um. Kawhi's got that Kobe factor in him, if in his movement and how he deals with the media. You know, a lot of people don't recall this, but when Kobe had his rape case, media turned on him. It wasn't like what it just was, you know, when he passed away in, in January, God rest his soul. It was they hated on him. And, you know, Kawhi's not a big media guy. And so I'm, I know they had conversations about um, about it. I, I know pers- firsthand for a fact they had conversations about it. And um, – at the end of the day, <clears throat> those conversations were just do your thing and, and grind. You know, I mean, there's been documentation that came out that they shared the same helicopter pilot. Well, yeah, because Kawhi, through Kobe's advice, you know, could live not in the in the limelight of L.A. L.A. is so spread out. You could live 30, 45 minutes away in a, in a gated community and people aren't going to say things to you about being Kawhi Leonard or being Kobe Bryant or being someone famous. So, you know, everybody talks about, you know, the TMZ factor and all the Hollywood stuff. Like, yeah, you can be in that if you want to. Those people all want to be seen. That's why they live there. But there's plenty of other places here where you can infiltrate the core of the city and do what you need to do professionally but live on the outskirts. 
Mm. And certainly professional athletes are that way too. So if you want to be seen, you can be seen. And, and, and Kawhi chooses not to. So he, I know he and Kobe worked on that, but he and Kobe worked on the same crap. You look at some of Kawhi's baseline moves and that thing, that's Kobe. Watch them stand side by side. He, they worked together. They're, they were at the Mamba Academy as recently as this last summer. So they were working out, talking all the time. So, um, and I know Russ and I know James and, and PG and DeMar all have, <clears throat> you know, some sort of mirrored part of his game. Not, you know, I'm sure they've all spoken to him and have a relationship in some capacity. Not certainly not at the level of Kawhi, but Kawhi was very, very, very close to him. Yes, sir. I ain't know that. Yeah, I ain't know that either. I appreciate that, mm-hmm. man. Man, but look. And, and don't get it twisted. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the league, hands down. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta throw that in. Throw that in well, there before we get, because, get up out of here. No, I mean on, on on both sides of the floor. I mean he plays the defensive level just as a, as an elite as an offensive side, and in, and in some cases probably better defensively than else. So he is, to me, an all around just great player. And I'm not just saying that because I, I said that when he was on Toronto. I said it, that he had the potential of doing that when he was San Antonio, just because all he wants to do is ball. He just wants to hoop and he wants to be the best at it. And that's that Kobe factor that's helped and grind that in him. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I think there is that possibility for the NBA. Dude, what do you think? What do you think, uh, Tay, now that, now that I kind of brought that up? Oh, uh, yeah, man. I, I, I mean, I think it could go either way. I think you can, uh, you can potentially have a, a run at a, at a season coming back. Due to the business aspect of things, um, you know, I could see it going where they just scrap it because of the, the ratings and whatnot. Uh, but I would, as a fan, I would like to see it come back. You know, uh, I like basketball playoff time, playoff time, championship time. That's when it get real entertaining, real good. So, you know, I would like to see it back. Who do you roll? Who's your squad, man? What do you think? Who? How does? How do you I think? I ain't gonna lie to you, man. My squad is the Lakers. Always mm-hmm. been down with Kobe, mm-hmm. but I like Kawhi though. I told Drew uh, that that was probably my who I thought was the best player in the NBA well, because he played ends. I'm not a Laker hater at all by any stretch. Matter of fact, I grew up Lakers, born and raised in LA. Like I said, grew up on all that. Love the Lakers, but my idol in basketball is Jerry West. Mm-hmm. I love Jerry West. That's my guy. And when, again, sports is a business now. And as fans, we have to look at it as a business as well. We're spending a lot of money. Our time is our most valuable dollar, right? But we're also spending money in the games and, and whatnot. Merchandise, clothes, hats, whatever the case may be. But time, really, in watching the games. And when Dr. Buss, the owner of the Lakers, passed away and his kids got the franchise, it was very similar like many businesses I deal with, where they started fighting over who was in charge. And they immediately turned their back on Jerry West, who had a long-standing relationship with the organization. I mean, he played for the Lakers. He helped build the brand and helped, by the way, bring Kobe to L.A. and was the general manager and, and, and Shaq. Um, so yeah. it kinda, when the kids turned hard. their back on Jerry, I, t- I stopped. I'm like, I can't be a fan anymore. I'm, I'm a Kobe guy. I love Kobe. Till, but, I mean, but, you know, at that point is when I then started looking and said, you know, I'm I, I'm a fan. At the time, I, I became then became a season ticket holder um, for the Clippers, and, and my seats are really good seats, and I enjoyed it. And um, more so on the social side, um, my seats are really really good, and in um, right behind the visitor bench, so I get to see a new brand every time. And 
interact and do those things. And then when Steve Bomer bought the team is when I just went all in, started buying because Steve is a great, great entrepreneur, a great businessman. If you don't know Steve Ballmer, you know nothing about him, please research him. The man is oh, unbelievable. He's so, the richest owner in all sports. So you were a season ticket holder back in the Donald Sterling era. I was. I was. And um mm, I didn't know that. And Chris Paul there, along with John Jordan, Blake Griffin. Um, yeah. Not at the level, though. I had uh, only – I was part of a partnership and only had a few games at that time. Just because, um, again, I was more on the social side of it. I wasn't – I at that point was just still loving hoop, watching all the teams, but was more watching the, just the game, game necessarily just die hard on a team at that point because the Lakers, what they did was so – what that those those children did to their dad's brand and all that and what the guy built was just an atrocity in my mind and so I actually really didn't want to get behind another team at that point I just was kind of like hey you know what this is ridiculous so I watched the game you know went to a handful of Clipper games as a as a season ticket holder but in a partnership but then when Balmer bought him I really expanded my my partnership and, and became a, a major shareholder in those seats and uh you know, be merchandise and all the other stuff. And, and, and then obviously with Kawhi, I mean, you know, which I had been hoping for for a long, long time, you know, just mastery work of Jerry West coming with Balmer elevated it for me even more, you know, I mean, I, you know, Balmer wasn't the main reason it was really Jerry West at that point that elevated me because Jerry has always been my idol. And that was the whole reason why I stopped being a Laker fan in the first place, the way that they treated him. So it came full circle for me. It was really easy. And, um, couldn't be happier you know Jerry what he's done with that team you know taking you know a Tobias Harris and flipping him to the Sixers and trading Blake Griffin and getting rid of his ass who's you know you know, no offense no, guy but that was definitely one of the biggest things if you're like what are we doing we took Tobias Harris for him and then we flipped him to the Sixers freed up salary cap got Shamit who's a great three-point shooter and second year guy and the list goes on and on of things that Jerry West did to get value back when they traded Chris Paul to Houston, I mean, that brought Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, and Montrez Harrell. Thank you, Houston. Shout out to Houston on that move. Uh, how'd that work out? You ended up getting Russell Westbrook, and we got Harrell, Lou Williams, and Patrick Beverly, three of our cornerstones who ended up being fantastic. And they did all that because of Mike D'Antoni. I mean, Mike D'Antoni, the worst coach ever, totally overrated. But the um, that, that's, that's how my Clipper – thing came but you know again don't mean to steal taste thunder on that I, I just you know want to make it real clear I'm no, no Laker here, here respect the organization to the utmost just will never spend a penny on it and never root for it or my time due to the fact of how those children acted as an organization it's all yeah a good a good movie to watch if you want to see an example for that and I'm sure we've probably seen it already but for the listeners out there if any given Sunday uh, the daughter ends up taking over the team for the dead, and they have their little tumultuous relationship with the the coach and whatnot. So that's a pretty good movie if you want to check it out. Football movie. Mm-hmm. Last question before we get up out of here, because uh, I know we all got something to do. Uncle Chris, who's going number one in the in the um, in the draft NBA? Hmm. No, I don't know. Um, Who are you giving your top three then? I actually, personally, depending on who has the first pick, because it's always a pick of need, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
For True. example, if like the Warriors had the first pick, which is possible, I don't see them taking the ball kid, you know, Lums, a big baller brand ball. I don't see that happening. Lamelo. Uh, Lamelo. I, I, I actually think the guy who I would probably take right now because he's been in college for a while, he's elevated his game, uh, is that Obi Tobin kid from Dayton. <laughs> Man. He said that in like you said that like in four episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. He said, so check out Obi Toppin. Nice. Um, he's his body's matured. He's played in the league. He he freaking dominated. The kid fucking dominated this year. I mean, if you look at the, I saw I saw the, those stats. The games they played. No, but I mean, even in the in the fall in their non conference games, they play. I mean, people like Dayton. Well, they didn't fucking play anyone. No, 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 no. That's not true. They played some people earlier in the season, but. He's not a one and done. See, to me, if I'm an NBA franchise, especially since kids aren't working out right now, especially since they don't have access to what they normally have, is I want to go with the guy that's probably a for sure thing. And that guy looks to be thus far probably the most for sure thing for me. He played in college a couple of years. He's his body's matured. Um, he looks like he could be um, you know, probably better than a Kenyon Martin type of player. You know, remember Kenyon mm. Martin who played in the league for a long time? Kenyon Martin was one of the top picks, one great college basketball player. Coppin kind of is like him, but better, I think. Yeah. He's explosive, man. He can get up there, dunk. He has a nice mid-range, I think. He can develop nice in the league. His body frame is already pretty much there for the most part. No, no question. And if a guy right now in his early 20s has a, has a decent 10, 12, 14-foot game, Look at what he'll be three, four, or five years from now. Um, and <clears throat> the confidence level. That's why guys a lot of time will go and play one year in college and leave and just flutter out. They should have stayed in college another year or two to work on extending that face-up game. Or, in, in, you know, and that's what's great about football. They, you have to go for three years, right? I mean, you've got to be involved in three years before you can even step foot in an NFL world, right? Right, right. That's why the quality of the NFL is so good. You've got really honed men. You don't have boys transitioning into men. You know, in the NBA, in my opinion, there's not been a lot of guys historically that come straight out of high school into the league and crush it, or even right out of college in a year or two. That's what made that Zion kid so good because he is legit. Zion Williams, shout out to him. He's a good ball player, in my opinion. Yeah, Zion's I think Obi Tobin. Yeah, what do you think about Lamelo, uh, Drew? I like him, man. I'm ready yeah. to see him hoop. I, I fuck with Melo. I fuck with the brothers. I fuck with the ball brothers. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them boys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And um, he's. I heard he bought his team, his um, wherever he was playing overseas. Like he just recently purchased them. So with his, yeah. with his manager or somebody, but. Hey, I'm ready to see him hoop. I ain't seen him hoop in so long. So I'm ready to see him hoop too. I'm, I'm excited for them. Yeah. Yeah. You, you play, uh, Do you have any big baller brand gear? Me personally, no. I don't got any big baller brand. Me either. Not yet. If <laughs> <laughs> I had to get some. Uh, yeah. they, I heard if you bought one, they sent you four. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> big baller. No, I heard the little brother is actually pretty good. The only question I have is 
who's he been playing against, right? I mean, I think he'll be okay, potentially. I'm not totally sold on him. And and the, the thing is, it's like, who has he been playing against? Like, you take, like, a Obi Cobbin, like, that kid's, like, been playing against legitimate tougher wide. Like, who has this kid been playing against? Some white dudes in fucking Eastern Europe? Like, come on, man. Like, you really think that shit resonates like that? He, he playing against the same people Luca played against. Okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> okay. really that good, you guys? I don't know. Maybe he is. I think, I, I, mean, I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, I think he, he, there's typically one European guy that flourishes and the rest are like, eh, I'll take the, I'm going to be straight up. I'll take the black American motherfucker over anyone. Okay. <laughs> I'm not taking the white <laughs> European guy. I'm sorry. I just am not doing that. And that's my point is I don't think his talent level has been playing against the same level. In my opinion, Obi Tobin has been playing against some legit talent. I think these other guys have been playing against talent. We'll see. We'll see. I think he's going to be better than Lonzo's not terrible, but he's not. Lonzo wasn't, you know, the Lakers fucked that up big time. I mean, they could have had Jason Tatum at two. They could have had Jason Tatum. Ball at two and Tatum. The Celtics said, thank you. We'll take Jason Tatum. (laughs) The Celtics got rid of their number one pick because they were like, we know nobody's going to pick this guy at number three. Man, and Ball was just, he just, I watched him play. And and that's the blessing of being in L.A. You know, you see a lot of these guys. I watched him play, and it wasn't that he wasn't good. He was definitely a good floor general, but his shot just was never – he's not an offensive guy. And, you know, his frame, he's not great defensively either, but in my opinion. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, no, no disrespect to them. I hope they make it and make tons of money and are able to provide for their families and all that. I'm not hating on them, but yeah. – um, I think you – know, I just think, like, with anybody, they got to come into their own. Like, when you come into a new job, you eventually get, get used to it. So, I'm excited what he's doing with the Pelicans. I think it's a good yeah, fit. Yeah, he's looking good. That's a better fit for him. It's not, and yeah. his dad is not around, um, you know, probably as much. And he's just kind of focused on who – he wasn't ready to be a face of a franchise, I guess is my point. Nah, that, number nah. one, that number one pick, and if the Warriors get it, Tobin would be perfect because he could fit right on in doesn't have to be the star and could be positioned into a really good team with Tom, Clay Thompson, Jeff Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Tobin, Pascal, the guys that have been playing this. I mean, they could come back with a vengeance and really be a force to be reckoned with. That's why I want the season to come back because I think the Clippers had a really legitimate chance to be the favorite and win. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the Lakers and the Bucks are there too. But I didn't really see any other teams. Then the next tranche down is a different level. I don't, those other teams I don't think are at the same level as those three. Yeah. In that order. Clippers, Bucks, Lakers. Yes, sir! <laughs> I love it. This was a fun one. I really enjoyed this one. I'm, I'm happy you came and yeah, dropped some game. Appreciate you coming on, Uncle Chris. Oh, my pleasure, Tay. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks, Drew, for having me. I would love, I hope I didn't overstay my welcome, and I hope I didn't do something that doesn't give me a welcome back. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, never, man. Never. You can never overstay your welcome with us, man. Just know you, you always got a seat at the table with us. Yeah. Cool, man. I appreciate that. Can I come stay for two weeks for free at your house? Every no, time. But- <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a blessed one, man. Appreciate you guys. So with that being said, I'm Drew Wob. You can catch us, catch me out as Mesh by Drew on Instagram and Twitter. 
Man, shout out to all the listeners out there, man. We're trying to provide y'all with this good flavor. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You know, we'll be back next week. Uh, Uncle Chris, is there anything you want to shout out before we get up out of here? No, shout out to you. Shout out to Tay. Shout out to everybody that listened. And uh, God bless you guys. Shout out to, to, to Danny Beck. Shout out to Danny uh, Beck. <laughs> shout out to Danny Beck. My wife. I am Danny. My Beck. wife, who's the greatest of all time, and and you can catch her on uh, I am Danny Beck. Google her. She's talk about knowledge. She's got a lot of knowledge and nuggets for you guys too. So shout out to Danny Beck, my wife, and you know everybody be safe, healthy, and um, hit up those clear lungs and superfoods that Tay put us on, so we can all be healthy and be out to those football games and these sporting events there as we get out of this COVID. Crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. And with that being said, we are out. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm back, bitch. Wise people. It's safe to say it ain't safe to say. But I'm about to say a whole lot. I'm gonna start by saying this though. Uh, it's too dirty to play it safe I stay out the way Niggas get stuck in their ways Hey, I know it's okay But one day You the big dog You the shot call The tick off The pill give a nigga withdrawals But the only thing I owe the on is money The proof is in the pudding She's nothing more than the comrade So sad you, you don't know the steps To get your hoe back She digging my style She wanna give me clarity TTG when it come to getting a check right You better not hesitate bitch Complete the mission ho Commission if you do that shit with a smile I hit a lick and I was smiling all the way home But it's been a long day it's been a long week But we gon' fucking eat by any means